0: Uh, has been a part of our family through Pastor Merrill and the powerful work in India for many, many years. But I do know that some people maybe haven't met Dr. Thomas, and so uh, I I want him to kind of tell a little bit about what God's doing, because it seems as though every time Pastor Merrill comes back, there's a new building opening that's doing even greater things in the community and for God in India. And so I want him to share, but it is a powerful, powerful ministry in India that we are uh, just, I mean, what a privilege to be a part of that. But not only is it a powerful ministry, I love when Dr. Thomas comes because it's a powerful word from God. Amen? We always receive something powerful from the Lord. And the reason is, is because he and we serve a powerful God. And God has something to speak to you tonight. So I hope your hearts are open. And ready to receive the word of the Lord, would you welcome Dr. Matthew Thomas as he comes to the pulpit of Christian Life Church? Amen.
1: Praise God. God. Thank you, Pastor Darrell. For the last 19 years, I have been connected to this church. And um, to come to this church to see the blessings of God, the third generation leader. You see a pastor, Gerald. Um, I read some of his uh, grandpa's book uh, we have in our Bible College, and then Doctor Mel comes two, three times a year to teach in our Bible College and he speak in our conferences. Uh, very special. So I'm delighted to be here this evening. Uh, I had no desire to be a full-time ministry. No desire. Business world. President of the Chamber of Commerce. And everything was doing good. But God called me. God called me into the ministry. And that happened where Pastor Harry Schmidt. In moments. In that small church. I brought my dad, and dad was preaching. That's 1992. So I was the driver for my dad. And that is small church. God called me into the ministry. That is the reason I tell this church has a lot of meaning in my life. Because Pastor Harry Schmidt, Dr. Merrill, now Pastor Gerald, I'm talking uh, all of them are a blessing to us, and I'm praying for last, let me just, I want to make it clear, uh, almost 12 years, we are praying Dr. Darrell, Pastor Darrell to come to India. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he, he was there, he taught in our college, Christology, so you know, I have a very good memory that he spoke on worship while we were gone. Uh, his dad and I, we were gone to speak in another city. And he spoke in our church on worship. And my dad was alive that time. And when we came back, he said, see, my dad ministered for 59 years. He was a pastor for 59 years. So he has seen pastors by thousands. And he said, Pastor Daryl was the best speaker, preacher Minister of the Word of God on worship. So if my dad has given that compliment, I'm telling you that's the best. Because my dad was a solid uh, teacher and preacher of the Word of God. Uh, His book on doctrine is in most of the colleges in India. So thank God that you have a pastor who loves the Lord and who loves the people. Praise his holy name. While we were driving, uh, my friend asked me what I'll be speaking tonight. Sometime he travels with me. We are friends for some 30 some years now. I told him I'll be speaking on the miracle of Jesus Christ. Because I hear now all the time, when I come to America, no hell, no judgment, and there is no miracle. I hear People are writing books. No miracles. But you have to come back tomorrow morning. Uh, After hearing the song tonight and comments by Jonathan, um, presence of the Lord is so strong here. And you know my heart. I'm not here to get endorsement. I'm not here so that you can say it was a good seven point Sermon. I don't give sermons. Last 19 years, I'm in the ministry full time. I never give sermons. Sermons can be prepared. I hear from God. And when God tells me something, I just change. It's not. I know Buck has to, maybe, I know he's not coming in the morning tomorrow. But uh, uh, I will speak maybe tomorrow. You pray. I want to share something very practical uh, where it says in Luke, says after that miracle, the final comment is that we have seen extraordinary things today. I am reading from English as Standard. We have seen extraordinary things today. So I will tell tomorrow. Now wait till tomorrow. Christian life is not immune to crisis, challenges, and storms. Sickness, discouragement, difficulties, a part of our life. I have never seen any Christian immune to crisis and adversity. If someone comes and tells you or prophesies over you that you will never have challenges, crisis, storms, they don't know the scriptures. Storms are part of our life. I Storms are part of our life. Crisis comes in our life to make us strong. People say once you come to Jesus Christ, you will never have problems. You will never have challenges. I have a brother with my friend here. Some 38 surgeries. 38 major surgeries. And he's still... He loves the Lord. Storms are part of life. So turn with me to Book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs, I will read two passages, then most of the scripture I will quote. Come back, if you can, tomorrow, because tomorrow will be a day of miracle. I'm going to speak on miracle. Dr. Merrill was with me in my conference In India, and we had seen miracles, many miracles. And last Sunday I was in Canada. Saturday, Sunday I spoke there, and we had miracle there. So I believe something is going to happen. 24, book of Proverbs 24. And I will read from two, three different translations, or I will quote... 24.10 says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I didn't say that thing. Bible said it. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Another translation says, If you fall into pieces in the times of crisis... Oh, I like that. Message Bible says, If you fall into pieces in the time of crisis, there was not much to you in the first place. Bible says that. Another translation says, If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? Just think. We don't need exposition. This word is very simple. If you fall into pieces, if you give up, in the midst of storms and trial, your strength is very small let me read from book of Job and I will close the Bible then. Book of Job 23 verse 10 book of Job 23 10 I know we have to finish the meeting 7 15 I will be very punctual It says, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come. I shall come out as gold. Sometimes it's very hard to understand why we go through the storms. Why we go through trials. And you know, when I come to a church, I never ask about any problems, any challenges people have. But I know one thing. When God changes my message, there's a purpose. And I want to tell you tonight, God is going to do something very special in your home. I didn't talk to you. The challenges, the crisis, the difficulties, God is going to turn around. his glory. God is a good God. I said God is a good God. Sometimes challenges come in our life to challenge our faith. Oh, you don't get it. To challenge our faith. In America, especially, my children are all born in this country. I have a daughter. She's 36 years old. I want to tell you, it will come and challenge your faith. We can shout, we can say many things. Oh yes, I know the Lord. But true Christianity is tested in the midst of trials and crises. How you respond, how you respond in the midst of the difficulties. Satan is very smart. Don't think he's not cunning. He's very cunning. He knows to attack your mind. He knows to ha- attack your body. Number three, he knows how to attack your will, and he knows how to attack your heart. He did in Old Testament. All four things we have brought is in the Old Testament. How he is attacked. And then. If you don't give up that time. He will come and attack your family. And your children. But we Christian. Listen to me. Our life is not built. On possessions. The riches of this world. Your Christian life. And my Christian life. Is built on Jesus Christ he is our strength he is our refuge Bible says in Psalm 46 God is my refuge my strength a present help in time of trouble oh you didn't get it in time of trouble you may go through some trouble but I want to let you know tonight We have a God who knows you. He knows the way you are taking. He knows the way. And he's saying to you today, to this church, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. If you will keep your faith on Jesus Christ, and you become a strong daily in his word. I said, in his word. You will have a testimony. You will have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I didn't tell even my friend why he was driving. I didn't call Dr. Marovil. We share every sorrow, every joy. This Wednesday, I will tell him on the way back now. This Wednesday, I was rushed to the hospital. And I had a surgery. And doctor said, I don't think so. You will be traveling now for next 10, 12 days. When I went, they said, first I went for checkup. They said, do you have insurance? I said, I don't have. And finally, they gave me this date. The doctor said, I will not charge anything. It's only $4,300. I will not charge my fee, but medical center is going to charge you $4,300 for anesthesia and other stuff. I had no concern. Because I know one thing. My God knows the step I take. I'm here today. As I'm here today, when doctor said for 10 days you will not be able to get up. I'm here today. Listen to me. In the midst of our difficulties, trial, or sickness, if we give up, we have a very small strength. My strength is built on Jesus Christ. I said, my strength is built on Jesus Christ. And I want you to have that kind of faith tonight. You will say, Dr. Thomas, tell us something. What we should do in the midst of difficulties. What we should do. I will leave only three things. I have 15 things in the midst of affliction what we should do. From the scripture, remember only three. Very simple. Contentment of his provision. If you will be happy and joyful with the provision what God has given to you, you can face any trouble. Contentment of His provision. Very important. Number two, companionship of His presence. Companionship of His presence. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I am your helper. Number three, confidence of his promises. Very simple. Contentment of his provision. Companionship of his presence. Confidence of his promises be joyful all the time in the midst of difficulties i can just sit home and just cry and have a self pity party i have learned the secret in the midst in the midst of difficulties Be content, be joyful in the presence of the Lord. Because his joy is your strength. Oh, you didn't get it. I said, his joy is your strength. I'm not against doctors. I want to let you know very clear, because my son-in-law is a doctor. He's a surgeon. So I'm not against doctors. But what I'm trying to get you tonight is, in the midst of difficulties... In the midst of troubles, if Christian will learn how to be joyful. Things will be different. Job said, oh I like that is what Job said. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. We need believers, we need Christian tonight. who will say, in the midst of the difficulties. I will be joyful. Contentment is very important. Do you know one of the reasons? One of the there are five reasons are there why Israelites could not make the promised land. Five reasons are there in First Corinthians chapter 10. It gives you a reason why they, they could not make the promised land. And one of the reasons was. Complaining, murmuring spirit. Oh, you didn't get it. Complaining and murmuring spirit. We Christians know how to be joyful when everything goes good. Food in the pantry. Money in your wallet. Good dependable car. Good house. Good marriage. No complaint. The moment adversity comes in our life. We start murmuring and complaining. The moment you complain and murmur, that tells me you don't have trust in Almighty God. And I believe, I believe, based on the scripture, many Christians will not make to heaven or their promised land. Many Christians will not make their promised land because of complaining and murmuring spirit. I want you to have a joyful attitude. Paul said, rejoice in the Lord. Always, again, I say rejoice. Be joyful. Be thankful. I'm thankful to God. Buck can attest, we are good friends. He can attest. I tell all the time, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the clothes, thank you for the shelter, thank you for the car, thank you for home, thank you for the garage, thank you for the fridge. I come from a country, in my city we don't, most of people don't have a, even fridge. Lord, thank you for the air conditioning. We have learned. I'm Christian for the last 56 years and when we're little kids, my dad has taught us to be thankful and joyful in every situation. There are two scriptures say, one says be thankful in all things and one says thankful for all things. We have to be thankful that we can breathe. That we can walk. When the doctor said I will not be able to, I will be in the bed for 10 days I thank God I can walk, I can drive and I'm strong. It's not most of the sickness, listen to me carefully, will leave your body if you become joyful. I said most, I didn't say every. Be joyful all the time. Number two, companion of his presence. Friends will leave you, I'm telling you. Friends will leave you when you are in trouble. Most of friends, they leave. But God is a good God. He said, I will never leave you, never forsake you. What a God we have. I said, what a God we have. He said, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some of you are feeling that thing. Oh, I'm going through this valley of death. But he's saying to you tonight. He's saying, my presence is with you. If you have the presence of the almighty God... What else do you need, my brothers and sisters? We don't need anything else. We have the presence of the Almighty God, the one who died for us on the cross of Calvary. As the one who shed his blood for you and I. And he's saying to you, I am with you all the time. God is good God. I said, God is a 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 good God. He's a faithful God. Sometime my mind will not understand why I go through all these things. When I left for India, I took my family. Pastor General Merrill, listen to me. It was very hard for me to say bye. All my things were in Boxer, actually in barn. He has a beautiful barn. I put everything there. And after some time, then I brought a 40-foot container, put everything back in the container, took everything to India. My wife and children, they came, and then they have to come back to America. My son was beaten up because he is American-born. That time there was a tension between India and the United States because of Pakistan's situation. And I said, Children, my youngest daughter was only three years old. Now she's 22. It was hard, very hard to understand why I'm going through all those things. But I remember Job. He said, I know my God knows the way I take. Sometimes very hard to understand when you have sickness, trial. Challenges, or remember always, His presence is with you. When there was no one, first year there was not a single church to support me. Not a single, even my own church, where I was the board member. I didn't ask the support from anyone. I said, "Lord, you call me, you take care of me." And I lost a lot of my friends when I was in the business world. I had a lot of friends. I lost a lot of friends. But I want to tell you, I never lost the presence of the Almighty God. He was with me all the time. In my valley, in my mountain experience, He was with me. And I want to tell you, it's a practical, I'm very, I'm very practical because that's the way I have learned. I travel all over the world and I want to be very practical. My God is a good God. And he, his presence is with you all the time. His presence is with you all the time. You may not feel it, but it's there. So you must now, instead of saying, I feel the presence of God. Let's get into knowing the presence of God. There's a difference to have the feeling of his presence and to have The knowledge of his presence. I have the knowledge of his presence. Because once you have the knowledge of his presence, uh, you will not look to your circumstances. You will not look to your pain. Even when I opened the door this afternoon to come into my car, I told my wife, I'm having a little difficulty even to walk. And she told me, if buck can walk, you can walk. 39 surgeries, and he's still walking. I want to tell you, and you know why I'm walking here tonight? To give you another example that God is a good God. 62 years ago, 62 years ago, doctor told to my dad and mom, I will never walk. I will never walk. I will never walk. My third brother started walking before me. But thank God for a missionary from Iowa Asterville, Iowa. She comes to my town. And she says, she saw me crawling all the time. I'm not walking. She told dad, my dad, any drugstore, pharmacy store you have here? She goes with my mom and picks up a bottle of fish malt, like uh, fish oil. That's all I had, one bottle. And no one can stop me for the last 62 years. God is a good God. I said, God is a good God. You must learn how to turn your trials into triumph. So simple. It's not you have to dissect a Greek word or Hebrew word to know God is with you. He is with me. And God is with you. Why you have to worry as when he's with you, you don't have to worry about anything. He said, I'm with you. I will never leave you. I'm your helper. He's my helper. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me take the third. I can stay here long on these three things. The third is, have a confidence on his promises. If you want to enjoy your Christian life, you must have confidence on his promises. I didn't say memorize his promises. We have memorized the promises, but we have never brought the promises of God into practicality. My Lord shall supply all your needs. Yes. But we say, oh sister, can, can I borrow $40? Can I borrow $50? God is a good God. He said, put all your cares upon me, I careth for you. Someone has counted, I have never counted, someone has counted There more than 50,000 promises. Some say 7,800. I don't know how many promises are there. Even if I didn't have 7,799 promises, if I had only one promise of God, I will trust Him. And the one promise tonight for you, he says, I am your redeemer. I am your savior. I will never leave you. When you walk through the waters, through rivers, through fire, he is with us. And he says, fear not. Then in the book of Matthew, he says, do not worry. Chapter 6, three times. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. In the midst of the difficulties. I have six minutes left. I want to bring Buck. Just come on. In the midst of the difficulties. Remember. God is with you. Don't give up. Don't give up. He has 38 surgeries. And I have seen him in most of the surgeries. So he's not making up anything. He's not making stories. And I know he'll be very punctual about the time. He had been with me in Homeward.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
2: My mother was an alcoholic. She died when I was 12 years old. Then my dad became an alcoholic. I joined the Army at 17, Do all the garbage. And I got stationed here in Chicago, and I met my wife. Uh, she was a nice Baptist girl. I was a Roman Catholic. I didn't practice my religion. But uh, we were married probably about uh, 15 years, and I developed double vision. So I kept uh, seeing everything double. I started losing the strength of my arms and legs. and I was working for UPS at the time. And uh, I went to a doctor, put me in a hospital for 30 days, and I had myasthenia gravis. I don't know if anybody knows what it is. It's a muscle deterioration disease. It's a cousin of MS. on Assis had it. And I remember I left the hospital. He says, well, you'll be honest the rest of your life. You won't be able to go back to work or nothing. So he gave me a prescription for 100 pills to each one. So I went down to the drugstore, I asked the guy to fill them, And he gave me a week's supply. So I'm sitting there, and I happen to be watching 700 Club. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm popping and praying, popping and praying. And uh, Pat Robbins come on one night and says, you're standing out there. You really need a touch from God. And I at my wife, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law was all this. So we all got on our knees. And Pat started praying for a man with cancer. He's being healed in the name of Jesus. And I don't know how to praise the Lord from watching Pat. I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Then he says, a man out there with leukemia being healed. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Then he said, there's a man out there with myasthenia gravis. I don't even know what it is but he's being healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, wow. And I felt something bubbling up inside me, and I knew that I knew that I knew. So I got saved November 17th, 1973, at 1.30 on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, it, was, it, it, it changed my whole life. First thing the Lord did is clean my tongue up. So I remember after I got healed from the Maya Senior Gravis, I went to church to see Pastor Peterson and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking down, and I look up, all of a sudden, there's two Pastor Peterson. And I thought, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. So I went up, and the brothers praised for me in a language I never heard before, and that's, that's just Satan trying to rob you of a victory. So I walked back, I looked up, double vision was gone. So I remember, on, I mean, I'm trying to live the good life. I mean, I'm still hanging on to the cigarettes. I didn't quit them yet. I don't know if anybody here still smokes, but I don't know how many times I walked up the altar and back, and the pastor looks, and he can smell it, and I said, well, I'm quitting. He says, yeah, sure you are, sure you are. (laughs) So August 27th, uh, 1980, I'm ready to go to work. It's giving me about 90 degrees, so I looked at the wife and said, you know what, it's going to be awful hot today. I don't know if I'll go in or not. She said, no, I got to go to work. You go to work. So about three o'clock, I come driving up to about 125th and 80th Avenue in Palace Park. I look up, didn't see nothing. I pulled out. Here comes a big old Pontiac coming down the street. Hit the side of the truck, flipped it over, landed right on top of me, six thousand pounds. I mean, like Pastor was saying, I don't. If you're a Christian or not, you still hurt. First thing I thought of is, did I kiss my wife goodbye? Will I want to see my wife again? Because most of us go to work, we expect to come home that same day. At that time, I had two grandkids. I said, I see my grandkids again. I looked over to my left, and Satan was sitting on the curb. He said, where's your faith at now? I looked up, and I said, Jesus, Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, be not dismayed. I am with thee. I will help you. I will hold you at the right hand of my righteousness. And I felt the Lord's arms come around me. The still small boy said, don't worry, Buck, I got you. I had perfect peace. Uh, it blew off the lower part of my anatomy. The gasoline was running inside me. The, uh, somebody called the paramedics, they come down, they looked at me, they shoved the needle in me, and as they were running around, the needle came out, and I'm squirting blood all over the place. Like, excuse me, could somebody fix this, please? They put another needle in. Then they come over and they pick me up, put me in the uh, gurney, opening the, the ambulance door, flew it open, come back, hit me right in the head. I said, Lord, these guys will kill me before I get to the hospital. <laughs> So they pulled me in, and I heard the guy say, well, should we take him to Ingalls? And one guy said, no, nah, he'll be dead, but I tell him to take him there. Let's take him to Pailhouse, maybe and can keep him alive for a while. And I said, Lord, I'm glad I'm in your hands. <laughs> Took me into the hospital. Uh, I looked at the guys I was walking in, because I never passed out, I never lost consciousness. I looked at the guy and said, could you call my wife up until tell I had a little accident? I didn't realize I was turning yellow, and I had that death rattle. So I gave him the number, he called my wife up, my wife was at work. I got a son the same name as me, and so she's bleeding the blood of Jesus over me and my son. She didn't know which one had the accident. She got Dinah, her sister come up. She asked the doctor, what are his chances? He said, well, go in, don't be crying, and don't, make, don't let him see you're scared. She said, what are his chances? He don't have any. 50-50 would have been nice, you know, 75-25. But when you ain't got no chances, you better have Jesus. My wife walked in with my sister in law I looked up, As I said, I had that death rattle. And my wife said, you got the peace? I said, I got the peace, babe. She said, we're praying for you. I said, thank you. So I looked at my sister-in-law, and she had a funny look in her. I said, Jerry, she don't look too good. You better take her home. So my wife walked out with my sister-in-law. And my sister-in-law looked at her and said, he's dying. My wife said, no, he ain't. He said, yes, he is. Didn't you look in his eyes? She said, yeah. I saw Jesus. I had two surgeries that night. I have a colostomy. I'm incontinent. I got to wear diapers. I spent 30 days in intensive care. Uh, I spent 180 days flat on my back in the hospital, nine and a half months flat on my back, year and a half in a wheelchair. Then I went to a cane and to a walker. Uh, the Lord was so good. I mean, the Lord has given me such a blessing for this. I've probably led seven, 800 people to Christ on a one-to-one basis. I probably had about 20 surgeries with that accident. Mm. Then I had to get both my knees replaced, had to get both the hips replaced. Then I developed a cough and I went into the hospital and uh, doctor called up and says, well, you have a nodule. I didn't know what a nodule was, but I had cancer. They took my lower lobe up here. Then I developed shortness of breath. I had to get quadruple bypass. I mean, like I tease Matthew, I got all my parts here. You get up, you gotta stand in line. I'm gonna walk right around you when I get to heaven. Cause I got all my parts already. I had surgical spine surgery. They had to replace three, four, five, six, seven. I remember after my hip surgery, I was at an auction. Me and my wife liked to go to auctions. I went to get up and the walker didn't open and I fell and I broke my femur. Piece of the bone went into one of my arteries and the doctor said, you know, He may not make this. But praise God, I have a praying family. I got friends like Dr. Thomas. He's probably been at 30 of my 39 surgeries. Because when you pray, believe. You can have it, and you'll have it.
1: Yes, Lord.
2: I mean, the Lord has been so good. I had to go to Northwestern surgery, a hospital. I've had four surgeries on my esophagus. I had Barrett's, which could turn into cancer. I had to have one more in uh, August. I went down to see the doctor. I was talking about what the Lord has done for me. And I looked at him, I said, well, I believe the Lord's going to take care of this too. And he looked at me and he says, why not? <laughs> really? So, exercise your faith. Trust the Don't worry about what people say. Yes, worry Lord. about what Jesus says. Amen. Uh, thank you very much.
1: Amen. <laughs> Never give up I don't see or I don't feel anyone here what Buck went through. If he has the testimony and joy, means he has not shared. When I take him to the hospital visitation, I may be praying for this person and he is going to minister. He has brought a lot of people to Christ. I think he's putting on his seven. More than 860 some people he has brought to Christ. For all the things he went through, listen to me. God has a plan for your life tonight. I want everyone to stand. Everyone. Everyone. Please. I need. Because I want to let you know we serve a living God. I said we serve a living God. He is a prayer answering God. I said he is a prayer answering God. He said whatsoever you ask believe you have. And you have the answer. Who will say, yes, I need touch of God upon my life. It's very important tonight if you don't know Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, when he's with you, everything will be, you can handle any difficulties, any challenge. Every eye close. Who will say, yes, I don't know Jesus as my personal savior. But tonight is my night. I want to accept him into my heart. You can raise a hand and I'll pray for you. Thank God everyone is saved here tonight. Thank God. Now the second challenge is the most important. Because God changed this message tonight. Some of you are going through the storms of life. You are going through difficulties and troubles. And you need your miracle You don't have to wait till tomorrow morning to have your miracle. You can have your miracle tonight. Who says, yes, Dr. Thomas, I need my miracle. I'm in trouble. I'm in difficulties. I'm in crisis. I have a challenge. I have a challenge. And I need miracle. You can lift the hand and I want to pray for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just come to the altar. And Pastor Merrill is going to come. I want to give that because he needs to close the service at 730. Just come to the altar. It doesn't matter what challenges you have. You may have a financial challenge. You need a financial miracle. I was in a church recently. And they need a financial miracle. I said, yes, you will have your financial miracle. And God, oh, I'm it's only gone. It's not because I was there, but it was only God. I want to give all the credit, all the honor to God that morning. That morning offering was $327,000. Morning offering. No pledges. Offering. $327,000 offering came. And by the Saturday he got another $60,000. Listen to me. Financial challenges can be met. God is a good God. I said God is a good God. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. We are going to pray that God's power will come. I want you to pray for you. Just come on, brother. I want to pray for you. Just come on. Yes. Pastor Daryl, and any if any elder or intercessors are here, just come and join. Buck, you can lay hand on people and pray. Father, we thank Jesus. you. Thank you, God, for this life. Yes. This night is designed for him. We Amen. thank you, Lord. Lord I pray you will do your work in this life. We thank you Lord. Father we thank you for your peace to come upon this life. Your peace upon this life. Brother don't give up. Don't give up. God is a good God. God is a good God. Lord we thank you. Thank you. Thank you God. We thank you. Thank you. And I spoke the word up on you already God is going to do Miracle Miracle Father we are standing together Your words say when two or three agree together We are more than three here tonight Lord I bring the power into her life Your power into her life Into her home You do something special Lord We thank you Lord Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh God, we thank you. His plan, his ways are the best. We thank you for this life. Lord, I pray our faith will go to the next level. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray you will do miracle. Yes, Lord, we bring your power into this life. Oh God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord. Thank you, God. From the top of her to the sole of feet. Yes, Jesus. Let her feel your power now. Anointing. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you for her testimony. We thank you, Lord. I pray when people will come in contact with her. Let them experience your love and your power penetrating through her to them, O God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. Lord, we thank you, O God. Lord, we thank you. When thing looks impossible, you are yes. our God. Yes, you know. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank your you. peace, yes. your joy, yes. your strength, yes. your power, your presence will be upon God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Amen. Bless them of God. Amen. Anointing will be upon them. Say, oh God we thank you thank you I pray for tomorrow's service oh God I pray in the name of Jesus Christ we will have an electrified experience here in this sanctuary Lord thank you what you did tonight and thank you what you will do tomorrow in this place we thank you Lord we want to give you all the glory and all the honor to you and you alone we thank you Lord Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Let's
0: just act on the, the word that you, was Lord. given tonight. God, we thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Lord. With joyful hearts.
1: Thank you, Lord. God,
0: we thank you tonight. We thank you. We believe, God, that you are with us. We believe in your promises. We believe in your word. God, We just we just pray, God, increase our faith, God, for even more. Take us to the next level, God. God, we believe that you are great, that you are awesome, that you are mighty. And, God, we believe that something supernatural happened here tonight in our lives. And, God, I pray more than anything that this word from you would find good ground in our hearts and it would produce a hundredfold in our life as we walk with you. God, we honor you tonight and love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.